What's up, guys? Matt Whitmore here from Fitter Food Radio, and we've got a, an interesting episode coming your way uh, today. Uh, this is episode number 19, by the way, not that you care, really, I guess. It's just another episode of Fitter Food Radio, but as I said, it's a really interesting episode because we've actually got three guests on the show today. We've had one guest, we've had two, so we figured let's go for three. Why not? Um, but they're actually friends of ours, friends who initially came to us through our Fitter London side of things, which is the training arm of, of what we do, so to speak, where we're running our classes. And uh, that's how we met them initially. And slowly, as we evolved as a company and, and Fitter Food was, was born, uh, they all took their own kind of turn into a nutritional journey, like with their health and their training goals, body composition goals, etc. So we figured, why not get them on the show? Uh, we'll have a little chat, have a bit of food, and just kind of talk about paleo diets, what they've done to change their health based on their goals and how they've kind of incorporated it into, into daily life. Because, you know, these are normal people. They, they work jobs, you know, just like you guys do too. So we figured it'd be really interesting to get their hints and tips on how they fit it in, how they make it work, their ups and downs, and, and where they're at with their journey right now. So first of all, I am here with Keris. Hello, Keris. Hello. <laughs> Hope you can hear Sound okay. We're all, we're all gathered around our tiny little dining room table, <laughs> but we're going to make it work. So... I'm going to let them all introduce themselves, because that's enough from me. So we're going to start with Aliza. What's up, Aliza? Hey, Matt. Um, hey, everyone. This is Aliza. Um, I work in marketing um, and have done for the last five years in London. Um, I also do part-time personal training, and I'm following in Karis's footsteps to do um, a nutrition course in CNM as well at the moment. Did she inspirate you? She did. <laughs> she did massively. See, I actually know that inspirate is not a word. <laughs> just to clarify. But we we heard it we heard it once, didn't we? With a little teaching awards, at, yeah. the, at the teaching awards and this little kid said that, you know, uh, my teacher inspirates me. And it's just always stuck. And sometimes I actually do say it without thinking about it and people think, What an idiot. But anyway. Um, awesome. So um Manny, what about you, my man? Hi, I'm Manny Aurora. Um, I'm a banker, so I've been working in the city for six years, and I also do one-to-one coaching. What kind and, of coaching? Um, all sorts, so any blockages you have in life. Um, like plumbing do, or what? Yeah, plumbing, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can clear your pipes, all sorts. Um, no, more like uh, career coaching or financial coaching, uh, one-to-one coaching. The thing is, that actually, uh, Manny... Um, actually does a bit of work with my, myself and Keris and he is absolutely awesome and at first it was quite hard because he is a friend so working with him on a professional level was quite tough but he is incredibly professional and helped us through some really tough times actually from a from a stress work management point of view so it's a good referee <laughs> yeah Should you need one <laughs> yeah relationship management's another thing yeah, yeah all sorts Nice. And Liz, what about yourself? Hello. Um, I work in e-commerce, not near scams to these guys. Um, live in London for, what, 10 years now, I think? Um, and that's probably about it. Wow, that was, that was short, short you, sweet. You, like you practice that. Yeah, short <laughs> sweet. Like me. Awesome. So, guys, as you can see, normal folk, 
you know, just on, on, a, on a health journey, just like everybody else. So, Elisa, how did you get onto this? Because, you know, like me, training was your first kind of love. And then all of a sudden, some alarm bells started ringing and you thought, actually, I need to see something about my nutrition. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, what happened there? I think that for me, it was always something that I got into exercise because I had gained loads of weight at university. And I always decided that, you know, I needed to do something about that. So I'd exercise loads, but then I'd also eat loads and I'd just eat whatever I want <laughs> all the time. And I just thought, you know, if I'm exercising this much, it doesn't matter what I'm eating. But I also realized that I was getting really kind of bulky and I was like holding on to a lot of the food I was eating in the wrong places. And it just wasn't shifting in the way that it should have been when I was training. And then once I kind of met you guys, and I started training better it was starting to shift better but I also really you know I started to really get into the mindset of like how can I fuel this and make make my training better um so that was really the main thing for me was trying to you know get stronger and like shift weight in places where I'd never really been able to before so initially was your primary goal from a body composition perspective or more so to fuel your training uh it was both really it was really both I think that because at Fitter London there's a lot of emphasis on you know girls not necessarily just like swinging tiny little weights we were really like pushing ourselves with heavy weights God, I, the, the I, girls outdo the guys <laughs> yeah. except, except for man it's, it's really empowering <laughs> and I think that that was something that we all really felt well you know I felt was was it was a motivator and I really wanted to like push myself harder and I wanted to see how I could get better at it. So. And, and did you find that it went hand in hand? Did you find that as your performance improved, you did start to get the kind of aesthetic goals you were looking definitely, for? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, never before had I ever seen the, that, that kind of change in my body as I did when I, you know, took on the nutrition and, and the training in the way that you guys taught us to. So, because guys, I just want to clarify: like, this is in no way like a plug for us <laughs> and, what, and what we do. Actually, Lisa is our poster girl. This is true. Uh, yeah. This is a true. Feature, but I, I just the reason we've kind of got on here is whilst we have kind of worked with them both on a training and nutrition perspective, we're not trying to like massage our own egos here. <laughs> This is purely to kind of get their input on their own personal journey, as I, as I said, and their own barriers, which I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to. We can certainly relate to as well. And, and that's why we're doing this. So if they do ever make references to Fit London, Fit Food, <laughs> that is because we, we, exactly. we, we've worked with them and it's been amazing, but it's no plug, just to say. He hasn't paid us anything as yet. Tea and nuts right yeah, now. Tea, nuts. <laughs> yeah, tea and nuts so far, exactly. Right, so Manny, what about yourself, matey? I've always been a keen gym at doing loads of spin classes and every single class in the gym I'd go to. I remember joining uh, Fit to London in uh, Liverpool Street when Adore used to take the classes oh, there. that's right, yeah, wow. And those classes finished and she invited me over to um, Covent Garden where you used to have your sessions um, yeah. on a weekly basis. And then um, I remember having a chat with Keris once and she was like, you know, what do you eat and how do you train? And we went through what I was doing. And I was under the impression that actually everything I ate was perfect. So um, special K for breakfast. Um, sometimes miss out your breakfast. For lunch, have a little bit of salad. Uh, for dinner, a bit of pasta. And I thought, you know, perfectly healthy. My body's perfect. Uh, but I wasn't actually, get, I wasn't actually um, in any way defined or getting the results that I wanted. And another thing is that I knew my testosterone levels were really low because I wasn't building up the muscle. What made you realise your testosterone was low? Um, I got a test done, which um, Kara suggested. And... Um, oh, so you got the test based on Keris's suggestion? Yeah, yeah. From, uh, because I'm, well, 
I studied science, so I'm very much like I need to know what's happening behind this. And unfortunately, we live in a world where uh, you know marketing is quite big, and not everything we read out there is true. So I was under the impression that yes, if you eat special K for breakfast, it's the best thing you can have. Or, uh, you know, porridge for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is perfect. With but but that, but that is a thing, though, isn't it? Because if you, I mean, even if I look back at how I used to eat when I considered I was healthy, yeah. The amount of just bread and pasta I was eating because and because it was wholemeal and whatnot. Yeah. So to me that was healthy because yeah. men's men's health said so, right? Exactly. So no butter, <laughs> had margarine, things like that. Um, so I to, can say I actually remember, money. You were very fat phobic. Yeah. Um, and you were having egg white omelets. And when I was trying to convince you on fat, which is really essential for testosterone, you were a bit like, no, no, no. Absolutely. <laughs> which is interesting. And I these stem from um, childhood things because I used to be really overweight as a child, so it was more actually uh, fats are bad for you. So. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me um, was learning what I'm eating and why it's so important. And actually, within two weeks of starting this, I noticed a huge difference. And I dropped two inches from my waist in two weeks, um, which is pretty much a big thing. And um, yeah, ever since then, it's been upwards and onwards with um, fitter food and paleo. Did you have an idea that maybe your testosterone was low due uh, to certain symptoms? or No, I, to, to be honest, I just thought it's genetic. And I was under the impression that even though I trained every day that, you know what, I'm never ever going to be able to get that six pack. I'm never ever be able to get that definition because uh, yeah no one in my family has it so people have got it it's genetic we're actually understanding that everyone can change the body and the nice thing is you can take ownership and do it yourself mm -hmm. so you don't have to blame the genes um, that's what kind of fueled me into it and kept me going Good man. And, you know, just for the record, you've got a pretty damn hot physique. So it can be done. Liz, well, yours is an interesting journey, isn't it? Yeah. You, you went from being completely reluctant to make any change to being probably one of our best students. Aww. No offense. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I started training with Keris, actually. That's where I started. I started training with Keris, so I was going to Ibiza bit of a party animal back in the day um, I was going to Ibiza with a few friends and um, I think the quote was um, I didn't want to be the funny one of the group so I was like right I'm going to train really hard before I go I'm still boozing a lot because I've got to keep up my maintenance for uh, getting drunk in Ibiza but training really hard with Keris um, I was training so I don't know about four or five weeks probably before I went and then I was like you know nothing's shifting really nothing's shifting and um, sort of getting quite frustrated, like I didn't seem to be improving in terms of my stamina or anything like that. And then Kara's like, you know, trying to eat a bit healthier. And I was like, yeah, I don't think it's going to make that much difference. I'm just, I am, you know, I've been the same weight I've been since whatever. And then Kara's like, no, try and eat breakfast at least. Okay, all right, I'll try and eat breakfast. And it started off with just eating breakfast. And then uh, started eating breakfast before I was working out. Literally, I think within two weeks, I dropped half a stone. And then two weeks later, when I went to Ibiza, I was uh, not just the funny one in the group. <laughs> So um yeah, so that was really where I started and then um just went on from there really. Because for us that's like a common thing, right? Is that if you start seeing and feeling results, yeah. there's no bigger motivator. Yeah. 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 So and because results just breed results, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you just want to keep doing more of what you're doing to get even better results. Yeah. Correct? One, one thing I would say about the common thing all three of you had in common <laughs> is that all three of you thought exercise was the solution yeah. Yeah. to your body composition issues. Yeah. Eat and less, train it was, more. It was a real, and, and even, <laughs> yeah, basically, and the more you, it was train more, train more, and, and the biggest discussions we had to keep having and, and convincing and persuading you was actually no. Think of how many times you eat in a week. 
and mm. how many times you can exercise, which one's going to have the biggest benefit mm. or the biggest influence. Yeah. We always say, like, exactly. don't we, like, look at it as a percentage of your day. So yeah. let's assume that, you know, based on a 24-hour day, you're going to be exercising for about, what, one hour? Yeah. You know, and then ideally you should probably be getting about seven hours sleep. And the rest is an opportunity to <laughs> eat. <laughs> to eat. Yeah. Exactly. I'll take advantage of Exactly. <laughs> um, so we always say, and I'm sure you guys know by now, that we've always said we follow a paleo-ish diet. We say ish because you could probably find 100 different definitions of what a paleo diet is today. Um, we do consume a bit of dairy, good quality, of course. Um, we have some legumes and pulses from time to time. Um, but we're paleo-ish most of the time with the odd treat. Um, so these guys, when we worked with them, you know, that was kind of our approach, was the same, you know, the, the same kind of focus as we had. So that said, when you first turned to a paleo-based diet, what was it you missed initially? So we'll start with you again, Eliza. All right. Um, I think for me, the main thing, which took me a good few months before I actually got rid of was cereal. Oh, really? I really just because for the most part we were training in the morning. So that means you still having milk as well then. Uh, well, no, I'd always had even from before I met Karis, I was having soy milk, and then I switched <gasps> over. To, I know, I know, <laughs> soy milk was my thing that I had to get rid of, obviously. And then I started having coconut milk or. Um, so this was for breakfast, right? For breakfast, yeah, wow. with my cereal, so or almond milk with my cereal. Um, but we, I would follow everything to a T. But I would still have cereal at work just because I loved it so much. I found it so hard to get rid of. I just loved I just loved having it after workout. I thought it was just like the best thing. But then, you know, it, it actually was the one thing that was holding me back because when I actually changed that, when I got rid of it completely, that's when I saw the, the weight shift completely. Like that's well, about how you really felt, though, because normally after someone you has know, a bowl of cereal, it would have like a bit of a crash like a couple of hours later. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <clears> you definitely feel much hungrier. And yeah. I think that, that was something that, you know, if I'd had eggs and avocado, like I wouldn't get that hunger until much later. Yeah. But... It didn't make me feel bad because I liked it so much. So like, I think that even maybe there were like moments where I felt like it was, you know, I knew that it wasn't good for me and I knew that I shouldn't be having it, but I just like loved having it. So I just kept doing it. How did you actually get off the cereal? Um, this is where she tells us she's still eating cereal. <laughs> no, actually. I'm done. I'm done. I haven't had it for ages. I think, I think it was just that, like, you know, you and I had met and I told you like, I really need to like stop doing this. Um, because it's, I know it's not good for me. And so you'd said, you know, these are the things that you can do, like bring boiled eggs to work or try and bring things to, you know, for post-workout, like having shakes and things. So I'd have shakes and, and eggs really for the most part for breakfast. And yeah, it, it, because I'd seen such a huge change in my body composition and because I felt so much better and I wasn't eating as much after that to try and like make up for all the sugar I'd eaten, I felt much better. And so now like, you know, I still crave it and every now and then I wish I could have some, but when was the last time you had some? Probably be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, well, actually, I almost had some at work the other day because I completely forgot to bring breakfast. So I was like this close to doing it, but I just know that it will fuel me back into doing it. So I just like refused and went out to buy. What did I buy? I think I just had coffee in the end just really? to like try and curb yeah. my hunger. So, <laughs> Skip breakfast completely. Have you tried the fitter food? Super awesome cereal. Oh my gosh. What? Oh no, I haven't had the cereal. Oh, ready, have ready, ready. No. no. I've had the ready well, brekkie. Oh, the ready brekkie is incredible. Like, there's ready brekkie, which is yeah, pretty epic. Brilliant. That was Which I actually made kind of by accident and it just turned out really well. And we that were like, that's so going good. in the book. Yeah. But have you seen the, did you see the one we posted on the Fit Food page a few weeks back with the rice puffs? I saw, I saw it, yeah, yeah, I haven't tried it I yet. must admit, I had a, a massive bowl of it a couple of weeks ago because that's kind of like my little, as like <laughs> a think, little comfort food. I have it post-workout. I think that's the problem, yeah. But it's just rice 
puffed rice, coconut flakes, some nuts, and I have it with almond milk and I top it with a banana. And it's so nice. Mm. And it is amazing. just like having, you know, that lovely ice-cold milk, crunchy. Yeah. Oh. So, Manny, what about you, mate? I mean, so, I mean, I want to point this out, right, because I, I think it could be relevant. Um, so you are, you are Sikh, yeah. right? So, obviously, the kind of foods that you were brought up on would be very different to, to us, totally, obviously. Yeah. Um, so what kind of foods were you brought up on and did that have an influence on transitioning into a more of like a paleo way of eating? Of course. Um, and the first thing is, um, you know, being an Indian, sugar is a big thing in Indian diet. And um, I've got an extremely sweet, or well, I did have, well, I think I still do. I think have you still strong, do. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's somewhat varied. Um, I, I crave sugar. So for me, the biggest things I missed were, um, it just almost became a habit every night after work when I came home for dinner, mm-hmm. it was have some chocolate. Yeah. Or there'd be sticky toffee pudding left over from Sunday, oh, which would last the following Sunday. So, um, yeah, with oh, with a dollop of ice cream. It was, it was pretty standard. Um, it's also your comfort food. You've had a hard day of work, um, you know, work it's in like a stressful reward, environment. Yeah. Come yeah. home, it, it's it's your reward. So mm. that initially, for the first, first two weeks of when I started paleo, was super, super strict. I found that really, really difficult. And a small, another small thing, during the day, I'd have lots of tea and coffee, but with copious amounts of milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and using almond milk, which um, Didn't quite is not it. a substitute. No, no, <laughs> no I so, agree. Uh, but yeah, getting used to black tea and coffee was absolutely fine. Um, and yeah, Matt, as you um, said, you know, growing up on Indian food, naan breads were a huge thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, freshly made, which my mum used to make at home. So I did really, really miss those. But actually, I still have an amazing curry, but um, I substitute it. Instead of having naan bread, I'll have, like, um, savoy cabbage um, or wraps, and it's all about the quality of the curry is amazing, and you you actually don't need that bread. But that's the thing, because I was going to say, I mean, because don't get me wrong, like, like, peshwari naan. Oh, amazing, yeah. (laughs) No, I have to say, everyone's probably listening going, cabbage versus uh, (laughs) naan bread. Peshwari naan bread, yeah. I think the point point Manny is getting at, though, is that, like, because... The bread and butter, so to speak, is the curry, right? That's yeah. where it's at. Yeah. yeah. That's where the flavour is. That's mm. where, you know, and if you had just rice and an arm bread, it probably wouldn't be, no. quite, you know, yeah. quite as an exciting meal. But Manny's actually cooked a curry for us and it was absolutely Amazing. fantastic. Yeah. And I, kept, I couldn't have wanted anything more than you did spinach and what was it, something like 50 spices? Yeah, was that, yeah my, my grandma's spices. But you see, that's the interesting thing. You actually begin to appreciate the food more mm-hmm. when you cut out the what the decorations or the fillers that's what I call the it fillers, so, yeah. yeah like the, the naan bread yes it, it's nice but it's not the curry so um, that's a big thing I noticed mm. actually with my meals um, I didn't miss, miss them initially and even now when we have a big family gathering um, I, I automatically just don't go for the naan it just doesn't do it for me anymore there'll always be a nice salad and a nice curry and that's perfect and I'll have like copious amounts of curry and avoid uh, the thing is, I mean, curry for me is an absolute winner. And I must admit, we do get the odd takeaway. But let me just clarify, there's a, a gourmet Indian takeaway down the road, which we, we, yeah, we, we went, went to, didn't we? Season, yeah. yeah. And um, really good quality. You'd even get like buffalo, ostrich, rabbit and stuff like that. It's really nice. But we always joke that we're going to order a Peshwari naan. And then randomly the last time, I don't know if they just put it in there for free or it was a mistake, but there was two Peshwari naans in it with our takeaway. It so good. <laughs> like, both Keris and I were just, oh my God, we were just looking at each other just like, 
shall we? Should we just have a bit? Should we do it? And then Keris even broke a bit off. And in my head, I'm thinking, if she does, then I'm doing it. Because yeah. I, to be fair, I'm, I'm quite easy like that. If Keris says yes, then I'll just go for it. So clearly, she we know, we know who the boss is. Yeah. Damn right. Damn right. I, I don't need much uh, convincing them to... But no, she was like, we mustn't. So the, the Peshwari 9, unfortunately, had to go but in the, the bin. The reason I said we don't need it is we'd ordered way too much food anyway, and I knew it was going to be delicious. And I thought, I don't want to fill yeah. up on, on this. And we so didn't need we it. We didn't it. need yeah. it. It was just a nice to have. But yeah. we, we got it in the bin nice and quick, didn't we, just to remove any, any further <laughs> temptation. Um, so what, what, about, uh, what about yourself, Liz? So... So, like I said, someone was like, hell no. Yeah. I'm just going to exercise more and everything will be hunky-dory. Yeah, well, so actually it's the other way around for me. So it wasn't what I was eating of. It was, in fact, I was supposed to eat more is what I couldn't get my right. head around, right? So it wasn't giving up stuff. It why was would you not want to adding eat more? more? I don't know. Well, I think you're brought up, right? You know, you, you're brought up being fit and healthy. You eat less or to lose weight, you mm. eat less or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so for me, I really struggled getting my head around eating more. And I remember having a conversation with you. It's like, have breakfast. Well, no, I don't really want to have breakfast. And like, there was this whole thing about having <laughs> breakfast. So having breakfast was, was sort of like a big barrier that I eventually got over. And I started, you know, easy. I started having just shakes for breakfast because I couldn't stomach anything in the morning because I think I just trained my body to not have anything in the morning. But, but that's very common, though, I think. When we've worked with clients, the first thing they say is, I can't eat a meal yeah. early in the morning. Yeah. I have to wait, like, a few hours yeah. because yeah. I just can't do it. And, and even then, like, I, I would not bother and i just have lunch at 12 o'clock, whereas... What I would do is I just have my shake in the morning when I got to work at like mm. nine or whatever. What kind so of what kind of shake would it be? I have a protein shake, so I've got protein shakes. Like, like what kind of protein so shake? I've got the Vega one and the Sun Warrior one. Okay, so vegetable based protein. Yeah, vegetable based yeah. protein shake. Yeah. So, firstly, eating more in terms of breakfast, but then it was also eating more in terms of fat. I remember like the hmm. fir- the first um, the first uh, meal plan I did with you guys. It was like eat more fat and I think the first week I actually felt sick, <laughs> felt sick. I remember I, remember, yeah. I, I was like oh my god I just can't I feel really sick like yeah. I'm just not used to eating this much fat and I, I, I couldn't work out what it was and Chris was like it's probably you're eating a lot more fat and I was like oh that's a bit weird um, <laughs> then you kind of stick with it and you kind of kind of go through it and out the other side I know it sounds really odd but it then seems to start working you're fuller for longer and then you're not snacking in between and then I'm not having you know my handful of nuts in the afternoon because I think that's the thing is that I'd have my breakfast or not have my breakfast have a snack and have a have like salad for lunch and then have a snack and then and I actually wouldn't be full after meal time so I'd eat all day so whereas if I ate sort of where I was adding like avocado in for breakfast then or you know lunch or loads of olive oil on my salad or whatever I'd then be fuller for longer so I'd only actually ironically end up eating less but I was eating more if you know what I mean but it sounds really odd eating at more regular intervals yeah I think one thing I, I would Crazy. say about um you Liz is that you weren't interested in food so when I was trying to give you recipes and trying to help you you were so disinterested and Mm -hmm. just a bit like just give me like what can I get from prep or like from Marks and Spencers it's Marks and Spencers and and the change in you has been now you love cooking yeah and now you're telling me I cook this and I got this joint of meat from the butchers and have you tried this yeah I mean that was it like eating was literally just a function for me it was like literally I would eat just to functionally survive and I'd go out and I'd eat so the fact that I'm eating more and eating better quality was what the biggest change has been for me um so that was kind of my big switch I'm impressed because actually you had a you had a you had a bit of a nasty injury recently didn't you I did you done your your wrist in yeah and you had to have an operation and you've got a big old titanium plate in there or something haven't you yeah Iron Man 
But what what was quite cool is after you had the operation, you was like on immediate like inflammation fighting <laughs> mode and Yeah, it was oh, amazing. Yeah. And you've been doing like what what kind of things have you been doing to yeah. kind of like combat the so it was, it was all about inflammation, right? That's what we talked about. So loads of spices, loads of herbs, loads of good quality food, just loads of meat, loads of pro- bone broth yeah. all the way. Yeah. I broke, so I broke my wrist. Um, and so obviously you've got weak bones. And so just nailing the bone broth, breakfast, lunch and dinner, actually. Carrying too many cup. shopping bags, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> um, yeah, so bone broth had loads of that, had loads of curries, loads of spices, loads of just fresh meat and fresh loads of protein. So. And how are the doctors, uh, they were, what do so they say about your recovery rate? Impressed. So actually, do you want a disgusting story? I can give you a disgusting story if you like. <laughs> so my um, my scar healed, my, my stitches healed, my wrist was healing so well, actually my skin started growing over my stitches before I had time to take them out. That's how oh kind of regenerating it was. Yeah, wow. and so they, it was a bit gross. They had to come and dig them out. Like, like Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's healed really well. So um, That's awesome. Yeah, so all down to the bone broth, I'm pretty That's sure. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> so, Elise, just very, uh, very, very quickly, I'm just going to ask this. So how long have you been kind of following the paleo-ish diet now? Um, I would say about two years. Two years, Manny? Two years next week, actually. Are we, are you, yeah, just like <laughs> yeah. Easter, I remember. You're, yeah. you're going to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. I am. It's going to be a two-year anniversary now. <laughs> <laughs> Time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Liz? Yeah, probably about two, maybe two and a half. Yeah. I would say oh, two, funny. two properly. I didn't actually realise you were kind of all kind of at the same time. Because none of these guys knew each other before Fit of London and stuff. So yeah. just mm-hmm. must have been the time when it was all happening. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so the, the reason I asked that is because obviously you guys have been doing this for a while now. Mm-hmm. So I'd say I'd like to think you're pretty savvy when it comes to preparation, food prep, and kind of doing your own research a little bit. What kind of things have you done or like, should I say, like little tricks or tips that you would give people to kind of like uh, avoid barriers of maybe, like, you know, I'm not having food at the ready, etc. Um, I mean, I think that like in terms of convenience food, that was actually one of the hardest things for me was trying to figure out what I could get that was just convenient that I wouldn't have that wouldn't have like additives in it or you know be Mm. be loaded with sunflower oil or whatever and that's really difficult because if you're not prepared then you really end up not having anything to eat um but you can you can get pretty decent alternatives you know like lots of smoked fish from supermarkets and like you know buying salads and just making your own salad at work always having some olive oil in your drawer like end up kind of having so much avocado that I'm pretty sure it's going the opposite way it's probably not that good for me anymore but you know like all of that just having loads of fresh vegetables and, and if you if you have to as well maybe some fruit would be good one of the one of the things I've noticed as well in terms of like tips and tricks is that you can almost take any recipe and make it paleo it's like yeah, yeah, if you kind of know like the, the the things that you need to substitute so you know if it's potatoes and you use sweet potatoes or if you have rice you do cauliflower rice or anything you know like one if, Bake uh, baking and cakes and things. You can also just replace any, yeah, any yeah. element of that with something that's that's good for you. And so it it becomes really exciting because you can follow all your favorite blogs and you adapt their recipes. Yeah, and sometimes them. it is just a very subtle change. Yeah, right? yeah, and they're still really good. So it, it's almost like learning about how you can how you can adapt you know things that you love to to make them healthy. So do you, would you do you feel that you're relatively kind of comfortable with it all now do you feel like you're in control of the food prep and and stuff like that it's it's kind of like second nature yeah definitely i mean i think that because it makes you feel so good it's very rare that you feel lazy about it like you never really get to a point where it's like oh never mind i'm just gonna go and eat a pizza because even when you're in like a restaurant where they serve pizza and you really love the smell and you want to have it you know how you're gonna feel after you have it and you just can't bring yourself to do it so you almost like 
you know, you, you get so used to feeling great from eating well that you just continue on that momentum. And so it's just giving yourself like a good month or two, really dedicating yourself to it to feel the difference that you can continue. That, that, that is the key, isn't it? Is that because a lot of people I find don't quite give it long enough yeah. to start making yeah. that association. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the main thing. It's like you have to be so diligent in your mm. first month at least. Like I think Karis always gives us six weeks and says, like, do six weeks and let me know how you feel after. And if you don't do that, then you don't you don't reap the benefits from it. So yeah. you just say, Oh, this isn't working for me, I'm gonna try something else. But like anything, you have to stick it out and see what how it affects your body or you know, whatever it is that you're trying to change. So Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Manny, what about yourself, maybe? So you're you know, you were trying to bulk up when we were like training together and yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> what... <laughs> <laughs> you look what... broad though. I've just been noticing it. I haven't seen Manny for a while. He looks like some broad. Yeah, you can butch. Yeah, you're using testosterone. Yeah, great. <laughs> Keep away, ladies. So, what kind of stuff would you take to work as like your your kind of like meals? So, bearing in mind that you know you're you know working in a office environment. I love my burgers for breakfast and I normally train in the morning so um, I have my carbs after training and obviously my protein as well and usually that consists of uh, burgers and sweet potatoes or burgers plantain burgers and rice yeah so burgers with pretty plantain. much everything <laughs> um, and yeah the, the burgers are pretty smelly and I work in an office where um, everyone is either has cereal and toast so my biggest issue initially was um when i used to go in the microwave and heat my burgers it would literally stink out the whole office so it was more the mentality of trying to explain people what i was doing and initially everyone was like it's just rubbish but what actually <laughs> helped was um the photographs because I had my before, during, and yeah. after pictures, and actually there was a huge transformation. So actually, you had, you had a during picture. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's, what's a during <laughs> like picture? Mid, 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 mid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's actually explaining to people like, look, this is what I'm doing, and this is the effect it's had on my body, yeah. and this is why I'm doing it. And actually, I got a whole new level of respect in the office. And um, well, that's wow. cool. Because that kind of brings me on to another question that I wanted to ask. Actually, was how did your colleagues kind of respond to this because this is normally something that is an issue for most when it comes to you know when we want them to take like like home-cooked foods that are a bit smelly so to speak yeah. into the office how, how did they respond initially before you kind of you know explain to them a bit more what you was doing it, it wasn't nice initially actually because everyone um raised a nostril or just look at me and go that's disgusting. Like, how can you have that for breakfast? Uh, what's that smell? I was like, yeah, it's me. Uh, but actually, it was, when you're really passionate about something that you do, you, you stop caring. And that's kind of what got me through it. So when um, I actually realised what the benefits were, and I was actually feeling the benefits. Yeah. I was like, I don't mind the comments. Yeah. Um, I can handle them because I know what this is doing to me. Um, and it's funny because uh, this whole uh, the whole paleo lifestyle actually I think mentally changed me as well, it made me a much stronger person, and that's what made me realise that actually I, I can deal with the comments. It's fine, and this is the reason I'm doing it. So yeah, it's it's okay. Good man. I think my biggest cheat meal going uh, back to Elisa's is okay. You need to be organised and uh, make sure you prepare in advance. But yeah, there's sometimes when I'm away on weekends, so I didn't get a chance to cook. So it would be an avocado with um, some sun-dried tomatoes mm. and a little bit of prawns or some cooked meat in it, which is easy to do. So yeah, prep is key. Yeah. 
but you know if you, if you don't have time there are alternatives um, and yeah it will be so much easier to go to Pret and just pick up a sandwich but actually it's it's much easier to also go to um, M&S buy an avocado get some olive oil and some sun-dried well, tomatoes. I've discovered at Pret they now sell two boiled eggs in a little yeah with some spinach say, yeah do you know what though every single food outlet is catching on to yeah. it I think it's more of a yeah. Dukem yeah. type thing or I don't know which diet is influenced maybe it's paleo that's influenced them but you can now get everywhere I've seen boiled eggs. Leon do it as well. Yeah. I've seen like mm. pots of chicken and avocado. Yeah. Um, recently, I think. No, um, bread but you know what annoys the hair? There was frittatas at um, Pret for a little while as well. Was it? Yeah. yeah Coconut water. Well. But were they yeah. as good as my frittata? No. But the portions of scotch eggs, I still haven't found anywhere that does scotch eggs like Matt's. I'm going to start my own little deli. Matt's deli. And the like price, you pay like two pounds for these little tiny eggs. Yeah, boiled eggs. It's You can get a pack of six eggs for that. For the sake of what this is what irritates me right is you put some eggs in some water and you put them on boil you can go away and you can you can get dressed you can do this and bobs <laughs> like you don't have to stand there and wait for it to cook and then by the time you've got dressed brush your teeth and all that boom you've got some eggs yeah. boiled but, yeah i mean that was my big thing about the whole food thing like I didn't have time to cook and I remember having this conversation with Kerry sometimes. time is infinite yeah mm. <laughs> but like my whole thing was about not having enough time like I'd work 12 hours and come in I was knackered so Kerry's joking you say I used to um, pour some boiling water over some spinach and have that for, for my dinner um, with a steak with obviously. a steak but, um, <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, just no, but there was a time when I'd just do that with like spinach and broccoli like that would be all I would eat um, yeah. but now yeah just throwing on like a couple of eggs as well like so my cheat food is eggs I could eat eggs all day long Snap. the egg loaf is a massive one for me love yeah, that that's thing. a great one on yeah. a Sunday if I cook an egg loaf loads of courgette in it Few slices, slice it all up, and then I have two slices every day. Liz is actually doing slicing actions, slicing actions. Just, <laughs> just in case we don't yeah. know what, she's, yeah. what she means. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So egg, egg loaf is my my cheat, and anything but yeah. eggs, like boiled eggs, scotch eggs. And that's a great kind of on the go snack mm. as well, yeah. isn't it? The old yeah. egg loaf. Yeah. I actually forgot to mention the tinned fish as well, because I know they said smoked fish, but tinned fish has also got me by a lot. And like putting it into a soup, like if you just want to get like, just like warm up a vegetable soup and put some tinned nice. fish in it. Oh, and it's really, great. really yeah. filling and really good. good. Yeah, it's really good lunch. I do a lot. And it's a really easy way to get away with it at work because nobody sees or smells the fish because right. you put it in after you heat it's the disguised. soup. It's disguised. Yeah, so you large. just look like you're having soup, but really you're having a much better... So the untrained diet. Yeah, much yeah. more wholesome meal. <laughs> so that's I one like of my, it. Yeah, that's, that's one of my bigger cheats, yeah. Tell me your tip about the garlic and yeah. ginger. Oh, uh, yeah, so uh, what I tend to do... Um, well, I've only done it twice now. Um, on <laughs> Sunday, I'll um, peel about eight, nine whole garlics, shove them in the uh, Maggi mix. Then during the week, they're in a pot, so if I want to make a stir-fry, it's perfect. You just uh, put a pinch of the garlic or the ginger, whatever you've diced on the weekend, with your coconut oil, bang some prawns in, and bosh, as you'd say, Matt. Bosh. <laughs> but actually, isn't there some kind of uh, reasoning, curious, behind chopping your garlic and then leaving it for X amount of time before you use it? Yeah, it activates something called, uh, some enzymes and with garlic, the component that you really want, it's called allicin and it's got um, antiviral, antimicrobial properties, so it helps you with a cold or flu and um, and also protects against heart disease and that's activated usually about 10 minutes after it's chopped, so you're not supposed to chop the garlic and then heat it straight away because you would destroy the enzymes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be like if it was left for long periods. Probably. Might be like super, super garlic. garlic. <laughs> <laughs> that would be what about um, gone? Oh, Sorry, I was just going to ask if it was true that what, like 
I was told that when you cook it, it actually loses that, no matter what, or is that No, so you have, to, you have to chop it, leave it for 10 minutes, and then heating it, and you'll still get the benefit of the okay. um, allicin if you do that. As long as you wait. You just need to leave it 10 minutes, so mm -hmm. the enzyme will make it more bioavailable or active, whatever. Okay. And what about, there's a, another little snippet of info that you've got, isn't there, about salads, chopping them, and then leaving them for a bit because yeah. one of my favorite things to do is we we make like a massive massive like pot of salad don't we yeah. that we then use for to add to most meals lunches dinner whatever across like two or three days but again what happens Keris, when you chop salad so it's like it, the the salad thinks it's been eaten which well it is going to be <laughs> oh, it by an animal so it starts to release um antioxidants to protect itself so the antioxidant um content is higher in torn salad leaves than in oh. honestly but it has to come so, from so beautiful yeah stand. so clever yeah. <laughs> well I, well well what let's give along q question number seven so we say paleo ish i reckon we're more a 90 10 so elisa what should, what are you as um, a number i would probably say like 70 30 oh i know i'm not i i would not you know, I try to be I'm, really, I'm really good. I'm really, really, I am really good with my food. I think that for me, it's more outside of my meals where you know I, where I go wrong. So it's like I'll have, I'll eat chocolate yeah. if I really want. But you, it. you, have, but you often go for dark chocolate, though, right? I you do. Still yeah. Well, no, 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 never, <laughs> never. I, it is always dark chocolate, but it could be like seventy percent, sixty percent, and I feel yeah. like that's still, you know, still quite a lot of sugar. So I feel. So you're seventy thirty, right? Yeah. And so it, I'm assuming. It's gotta be red yeah. Okay. One I was gonna say, what is your? Yeah. And you I think it's the vino. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. I'd say the vino. Yeah, but did you know Mark Sisson has red wine every day? Does yeah, he? he this. Paleo Godfather. There you go. Paleo Godfather. Godfather. So maybe I'm not. Maybe Only one. one. Bottle. Yeah. Maybe glass. glass. <laughs> That'd be something. Fat, yeah. yeah. I think that those are the, really the main things for me. I don't really like chocolate and wine. Yeah. Chocolate and wine. I, I reckon there's a Together. load of women now <laughs> yeah. listening to this nodding their head. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. nodding my head. Chocolate and yeah, wine. Yeah, so it's safe for you. Yeah, um, what about you, Manny? What, what are, you, are, you, are you an 80-20? You... I'd say in the week, I'm definitely an 80-20. No, no, the um, way it works is that you, you do it across the board. <laughs> yeah, well, I, see, I can't. I, my, but my weekend starts on a Friday or Thursday evening. Uh, so three-day weekend. Um, and then I'd say I'm about 70, 30. Right. Uh, my biggest weakness is alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I never used to really like red wine, but ever since I started paleo, that, that's the only thing I really drink. Wow. Um, yeah. How much is the question? <laughs> so you blame paleo. Yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. I was absolutely fine before that lager and all that. When I do binge, though, it's still a sensible binge in terms of... Um, I'll have dark chocolate, I'll have lots of nuts, but, um, you know, I wouldn't go out and, for example, have a gluten cake or um, a donut or anything like that. So, you know, my 70-30 in the weekend, the 30% is still good cheats, but, yeah, it's, it's not as strict. And I think I, I need that because it gives me the discipline mm -hmm. to be really strict from Monday to uh, Thursday and have something to look forward to. Well, that's the key word there. You use the word strict. Okay, do you feel... Because for me, strict is a negative word, you know, as in restrict id. Mm. <laughs> do, do, do you feel that English grammar? Do you feel restricted in the week? Well, strict to me is actually a reward because it means I'm sticking to a commitment and I've smashed a goal. Mm -hmm. So I quite like that reward, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be good for five days. Of but you find your meals rewarded. Right? Oh yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. good is no red wine and chocolate, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. no red, yeah. red wine and chocolate. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it's interesting because um, when I have fallen off the wagon, it's actually been when I'm trying to be very, very restricted. So I'm like, right, I'm going to give up alcohol for a whole month and chocolate mm-hmm. for a whole month. And that's when I actually go totally downhill. So it's actually when I'm in moderation and this, this recipe works for me really well. I'm like Monday to Thursday, good. And then uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, bad, but it's not a bad, bad. It's not as bad as it once was. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that, that was terrible. Another word you mentioned earlier as well, which I think is huge, was habit. Like, everything you do on a daily basis is normally formed of different habits, right? So probably when you go to work, you normally get on the same carriage each time, et cetera, et cetera. Just yeah. men do that, by the way. Women don't do that. Well, I do that. I do that. Elisa, you're, you're quite honest. Yeah. I have done it before. Oh. Standard. It's just it's like, that. It's like a common journey that you do, then you do it's do it, yeah, because yeah. you know yeah. where you can get out to go out. Same escalator as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, ridiculous. Yeah. People do this. So speaking <laughs> of habits... Right, spice of life. It's often you've lived in London for an extended period of time. But it's true, because you do find yourself, like, when you get the train, you just find yourself, you see the same people every day, yet you still never say hello. These people you probably see you know, day. 350 days of the year, yeah. yet you're still not even like a little nod or a morning. Yeah. That, that's actually, sorry, I know we're digressing. That wasn't actually the point that, I was that, making, that, no, just to clarify. That's an interesting it. one about not saying hello, and this is what I loved about Fitted London classes, because I used to do a lot no of gym plug, training. No plug. Yeah, no bug, yeah. Um, I used to do a lot of gym training, as I mentioned, I did all the classes, but I never got to know anyone in the class. Mm-hmm. It was Fitted London, it was more the opposite. Actually, I used to get told off because I used to talk more and train less, and um, <laughs> I, I think that's what kind of inspired me to keep going was the fact that actually it's quite nice to talk to someone and get to know them yeah, and with the whole this is why we've all stuck to paleo and well, a lot of the time friends. I can't yeah. shut you yeah. lot up yeah. I'm trying to get the class going <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing about Eliza. the paleo <laughs> about the paleo-ish way and like and the food and that I think one of the biggest things again no plug but you know doing the doing the meal plans and that it gives you because you're talking that social aspect it actually helps you along as well when you're talking to people and you know get your friends and family involved yeah. you actually start talking about it and it then doesn't become like a big deal it doesn't become a, like a taboo subject like dieting or whatever well, everyone's kind of it's, it's camaraderie way. right yeah and, and i always think that with anything it's like you know like me and keris if if we were complete polar opposites with our nutrition like keris being keris and me maybe being how i used to be mm-hmm. with my nutrition like it, it probably just wouldn't really work would it? No, not at all. I'd know what that was doing to you, and it would drive me nuts. And so I'd just be like rabbiting in your ear twenty four seven. I just, it would, it wouldn't work. No. Your and information think, markers would be up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Isn't it? It's all yeah. down to like you're mega free deficient. Yeah, it's yeah. all down to the education. Like the more yeah. that you learn about it, and you can explain it. Yeah. And you can you know justify like why that. you're doing like it. That. The more mm. other people listen to it, and I think actually like he's not here, but he would have been a really amazing example of this. Is that my boyfriend. Um, is Rob who actually edits the podcast? I said the way you said it, it was like he's like he's, he's no longer with us. <laughs> <laughs> he's around. <laughs> he's just not here. Um, but he has like benefited from you guys doing this so much. Well, it's quite funny because he, he actually listens... he learns whilst he's editing the podcast. Yeah, it's amazing because he listens to it over and over again while he's editing it, and then he actually comes to me with information that he hasn't <laughs> learned before, and he's so into it now that he actually strict sticks to the rules wow. so much more, and he actually encourages me to be really good, and it's it's actually amazing because he was never like that he was like massive sweet tooth yeah. just didn't care 
had no interest in it. Didn't. But Rob, Rob, Robbie's one of those annoying guys who is just very slim, yeah. regardless, very isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and doesn't need to play one. Freakishly flexible yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm slightly concerned yeah. about that. Yeah. There's more to that story. <laughs> but anyway. Didn't he say once he ate 200 gram bars of dairy milk or something whilst editing yeah. the podcast? Initially, the first time, when it was like the first few episodes. How much? Um, a couple of like the big bars of dairy milk whilst no doing wow. an episode of the, uh, editing the podcast. He's got to keep his, got to feed his brain. He's got to get the glucose. <laughs> we definitely get him on the show and get him to talk through that journey as well. How he's come <laughs> off. He actually did go well, through it's actually journey, really interesting because you know bearing in mind what you just said if I'm not mistaken a few weeks back when we were talking about toxins and parabens in like toiletries and he listened to that episode and then ended up making his own deodorant yes oh, yeah. own yeah. natural deodorant yeah I came home and there was just like smell of all these um uh, like essential oils that he'd bought and I was just like what's Rob doing like it smells amazing in here I thought he'd been cleaning all day but really what he'd been doing is making deodorant That's <laughs> amazing. it was amazing it, like yeah it works really well well I'll tell you what let's stay on this subject right because I think not, not about Rob making deodorant <laughs> but we, I'll go back to the habit thing I mean, in a yeah. bit but the common thing what we just mentioned there was about family and friends right mm-hmm. and a lot of the time the issues we have like with our online plans would you agree yeah is when people's like partners yeah. children maybe as well even parents are kind of somewhat against so to speak what they're doing don't necessarily agree with it don't understand it so how did you guys kind of combat that you know, who's going to answer this question? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my mum and dad went through this. It was uh, amazing. My, my mum and dad were like, oh, no, you know, going I actually spoke to your mum. She randomly. Yeah, <laughs> randomly, yeah. <laughs> Probably. My mum's a bit like that. She's a good chat. Yeah. Me. Um, but, yeah, so she was like, oh, you know, what's going on? And I was chatting a lot about this, you know, paleo. And I'm, I went home, I think, at Christmas um, a couple of years ago. And we had, you know, the Christmas roast turkey and all that. And I was like, well, actually, I want um, sweet potato with my roast turkey, please. Um, but everyone else said... And, you know, my mum said my mum cooks up sweet potato. I remember one of these fab things. She cooks up sweet potato. And of, like, I think there was, like, 15 of us, everybody wanted my sweet potato. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. Hands off my sweet potato, people. <laughs> Get back to your own red potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. But then, anyway, but the, the long story of it is, is that everyone was like, why are you eating sweet potato? And we ended up talking about it. And then my mum and dad, um, or my mum, decided that, you know, I think she caught spoke to you, didn't she? She well, put you... on suddenly, she put on loads of weight, I think. Sorry, yeah. mum. I think as a birthday present, you brought her a session with me. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how she felt about that. Well, but... you know. Sorry, mum. <laughs> but yeah, she she went on it, didn't she? Help she spoke with to you. Loss, yeah. yeah, to help her with some weight loss because she's always been tiny. She had like three kids. And she's always been really small. And she suddenly put on weight again. Sorry, mum, if you're listening. Um, she didn't kill me. Um, but then she spoke to you, and you. I can't even remember. I probably shouldn't talk about what was her issues were. But anyway, so what was she, really interesting was she used to do things like have liver for breakfast, yeah, and then had stopped and was having, I think, toast and cereal. And yeah, so and I said, wow, would you mind going back to liver? And she said, no, I love it. Yeah. So that was quite oh, easy. Wow. Yeah. So some of the switches were, were really easy yeah. to get But on. but yeah, she lost like literally over two months. She lost loads of weight. Like, wow. she She's an older lady, um, and uh, <laughs> I have to be really careful. Um, and she she lost suddenly like dropped sort of loads of weight back then. She lost about two stone um, again, like sort of over a month or so. And all her nails started going back, and all her hair sort of started getting really conditioned. And my dad, my dad's Indian as well, so my dad went back. So my mum had stopped my dad from having curry yeah. um, originally because she was like, "No, you can't have curry. It's, it's you know too unhealthy with all the rice." So she started allowing him to have curry again with cauliflower rice, um, another big favourite. 
And um, so my dad was really happy because he was back eating curry again. <laughs> um, and yeah, and they, they both lost loads of weight and now they're both running around the world. And, that, that's, that's really interesting because um, it's exactly the same with my parents. Um, I met Matt and Harris um, last year. Um, my mum was like, wow, he's, he's really fit. And I was like, yeah, mum. <laughs> What he eats, you know. and she's like, right, I'm, I'm going to try this paleo as well. And um, it's interesting; all their meals now are pretty much paleo. They're yeah. totally cut out gluten, yeah. um, and lots of salads, lots of fresh meats, lots of fish, yeah. um, and just a variety. Yeah, and um, it's just so supportive. That's the only reason I've been able to do this. Um, the biggest challenge with family for me has been um, my girlfriend because she's um, a vegetarian. Ooh, <laughs> wrong, the wrong word, but um, yeah, for ethical reasons, and I totally, in all and respect, her for it. Um, yeah. I couldn't do it, but um, it's interesting because we both have meals together. But it'll be like, for example, uh, we make sweet potato quiche, so it'll be like uh, base sweet potato, lo- loads of eggs on the top, and bake that, so we can both have that. Um, there's a salad every day, so th- there are compromises and there are meals we can have. Um, and it's amazing, it's actually adaptable to, uh, and as we said earlier on, every meal can be made paleo. For some reason, at seminars, the amount of people that put their hand up and say, oh, but I really love pasta, what can I do to replace pasta? And it's like, so do you sit there and just eat a bowl of pasta? And they're like, well, no, like you've got your sauce and your meat and this and that. And I was like, well, mm. but that's what it's about. Like yeah. pasta itself is boring, it's bland, it's pretty, there's, there's nothing Sticky. going on, even like on a taste level or a nutritional level. It's actually like, the one thing I never miss. No, yeah. like, I just don't, yeah, I don't care about pasta. It's like and when we have like our meatballs with like courgette spaghetti, mm. you know. Yeah, like, yeah. courgette like, is just so much nicer. It tastes so courgette, good. courgette, I love it's it. Crunchy yeah. as well, yeah. Cauliflower study that was done um, another one I can't remember the name of it now 
Um, and the end conclusion was oh, that basically fat causes uh, laying down of cholesterol, which causes heart disease. And now it's been completely taken apart. And for so many reasons, even um, there was one study that was done, I think we have covered it in a, in a, in a retirement home, where half the retirement home were given meals cooked in butter and half were cooked in vegetable oil. And then they measured who died of cancer and who died of heart disease. <laughs> um, but what they did was um, <laughs> little things that come up, like the fact that they didn't change the butter for uh, well over a week, but they changed the vegetable oil, I think, very frequently. Oh, so wow. the butter was completely rancid and devoid mm. of vitamin E, which would have acted as an antioxidant. And I think more people died of, um, I can't remember this, so I've probably got this wrong, but more people died of cancer in the group that were given vegetable oil, but the rates of heart disease were lower. So the outcome of that study was vegetable oil is healthier in terms of lowering risk of heart disease. Wow. That's a very brief sort of summary, summary of, it, of yeah. it. But yeah, that was how it's... And now it's been shown that that was where a lot of the guidelines came from. Because this is something that, like, recently we had... Because obviously whenever we have dinner parties, we always do, like, a kind of paleo theme. And, you know, it's great when all of you guys come over because it means that... I don't have to answer to any questions about it, but when my other friends come over and they start asking questions, unfortunately, I have a lot of very smart friends. And so they, they start like quizzing me about it and they start talking about science and like all the like, you know, medical research on like, you know, eating high fat and how it's bad for you. And like, I find it very difficult to, to debate about it with them because they always say, you know, well, if doctors, why would doctors tell you the wrong thing? Doctors are there to look out for your, your health. And it just, it, you know, it's, it's really hard to combat that because yeah. I can't be like, well, I'm, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I don't know anything picture. about a doctor, yeah. yeah. Doctors well, don't receive, or oh, they receive very little. Um, I can't, someone had actually their, their, their nutrition knowledge is very limited. It's, yeah, they that's don't, not they what they're trained nutrition for. At it's, all, a, do they? it's a tiny percentage in, mm. in nutrition. And actually, they're only um, there to, to treat rather than... Absolutely. And know. also, if you're seeing, I don't know how many clients, how many patients would a doctor see? It's like a 15-minute appointment. They must see... Yeah. I can't even imagine. They don't have time to look at like science. Minutes, and, and, yeah, and, if you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. yeah. We, we have this luxury of reading journal, nutrition mm. journals and magazines. Like Even nutritional therapists and personal trainers are getting way more advanced because they, they have that time in a way, don't yeah. they? Yeah. That, that sort of knowledge they that you've through in podcasts, but you don't see GPs tuning into podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like the... But do they feel threatened? Like, have you ever met a doctor that says, like... Like, do they do they feel threatened by the nutrition industry, or do they feel like they should learn more about they it? Feel always... like I, well, I don't know. This is my doctor that I speak to. Just thinks it's one big fad. Really and, uh, dismisses mm. anything I ever say. She actually told me I had high cholesterol one day and needed to reduce um, my intake of bad fats. And I said, okay, so what is my what are bad fats? Um, and she said things like so. She said reduce red meat and eggs and favour things like avocados and almonds instead, and lots of spinach. Eat lots of spinach, she said, to get your cholesterol down. That was it. Oh, and the bran flakes. (laughs) With milk, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the extent of of, uh, advice. So, and when I said, I think that's questionable given, you know, some of the other information that's out there, she just glazed over and was like, oh. Get lost. <laughs> um, no so, yeah, not really. It's a shame. But yeah, I think they're two different people because I think doctors are more for injuries and nutritionists is more for health. But obviously, they, they do. It's like a Venn diagram. They should coincide. Yeah. But I think doctors just so specialise in bulk standard people. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. nutritionists is more specialist because everyone's unique and we've got different body no. types. Well, that's a, that's a prevention. So that's mm. a big difference there. And then obviously, medical treatment is about intervention. Sorry. That's a really good point, though, that Manny said that. Just, I think, 
is the other thing to bear in mind is as you kind of as I've been through this journey I've adapted it right um, and I think that's something you said right when I sort of questioned about that and I didn't feel well on it or whatever it's you know that the principles are there um, to learn about um, and then you then it's about the application of that knowledge to your particular situation so you may well train more train less your genes may be different to mine and so on and so forth and I think that's a really important thing to make so it's not just about taking all the information from someone and just applying it straight to yourself it's about then changing it and making it work for you because mm. you know you may well train 10 times a day so in which case you increase your carbohydrates or whatever yeah. you may not train at all so you may want to drop them up you want yeah. you know you may react badly to fat so i think it's really important i think people forget that especially with diets and the way things are marketed people just sort of you think it's going to come in a box and you just take it and you lift and shift it but it's actually none of it's about that and i think that's the good thing about paleo is it's, mm. it's trying to figure out what effect is on your body mm. um, and that's the biggest thing I've learned is that so there's some things that you guys say to do that just doesn't work for me yeah. let's tell you yeah. <laughs> you're not always right but that's okay right yeah just yeah. piggybacking off that um, Liz it's quite interesting because I, I think it's about, must have been just over a year ago I remember um, Karis says right I'm not I'm going to measure you anymore um, you know what you need to know yeah. and that's all the focus has been on is actually the knowledge behind what I'm eating and how it reacts on my body yeah. and that's a beautiful thing about this lifestyle is that um, you understand what the food does to you mm-hmm. and how it affects your mood so yeah. um, I know if I eat certain foods I just feel awful the next day and um isn't it nice to be able to control the way you feel? Yeah, don't get enough sleep as well. Uh, another key, another key uh, word there is control because that's what all our plans are about like it's always like we want people to regain control of the yeah. foods they eat the you know like what they drink okay. and actually yeah, yeah and making connections like you said between did i feel good after eating that you know did did it bloat me what did was my energy poor yeah. you know did, did did i actually in fact lose weight like i wanted to etc mm. i mean it's little things like on our plans someone who had sweet potato um, said it just massively bloated her. Really? So we just turned around and said, well, try peeling it first. So remove the skin. remove the skin where all the phytates are, etc., and are harder to digest, potentially. And she done that and that, and she can have sweet potato, no problem. Yeah, it was right. the skin. No, but no, it's like, also, I think somebody else um, mentioned that it was, they were, their stomach wasn't great on sweet potato, and we said, try white potato, and they said, fine. Yeah. And they're absolutely no problems. With no white drama. Potato. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, just, not, <laughs> it's not just about the food though right then that's the other that's the other beauty again no plug but that's the other thing it's not just about food and it's not just about exercise it's the sleep and the de-stress Matt as well. daddy of yeah. fat loss yeah I mean that's the, that's the thing for me I was about to go into a little jingle then <laughs> <laughs> made up a little song about it no I'll save it for another right, episode yeah, okay. <laughs> like, for me like, I've always known I need 8 hours sleep I've always known it I'm always really grumpy if I don't have it and like you know you forget and you like work you know you work really late hours and you get up early and you train and then you go work really late hours and then you train a bit more and then and I ended up like and then I went through a phase where I was training just training and working training and working and then I was like oh actually nothing's happening oh maybe I'll just get a bit more sleep like this morning missed the gym had an extra hour in bed sorry hate to tell you but that's what I did <laughs> but I felt much better we didn't miss you don't uh, worry yeah. we, had, we had lots of fun with that yeah, yeah. whatever um, <laughs> but had, had, had an hour extra sleep and then got off and went for a walk instead and actually I feel a million times yeah. better now come Monday morning I know I'm not going to be like or week next week so. but that is, it's like like I say it's lifestyle right yeah. it's taking mm-hmm. in every every kind of little bit of the equation yeah so mm-hmm. it's all of it it's not just food so when you do fall off the wagon what, what, what would typically make you so we'll start with you Elisa what would typically make you maybe make a bad decision so to speak um, 
Is it that just pure curiosity? I think <laughs> I have. I mean, I've always had a bit of a reputation for being someone that loves food. You know, I'm right. a real foodie. I love eating. I love drinking. I love going out. I love partying. So I think because of that, my friends find it very difficult to understand if I, you know, if I want to obey by the rules and I want to be really good and I want to just like have an early night and I don't want to go out and get drunk. But, you know, so, so it normally is peer pressure. It's mm-hmm. kind of more of like, a, I really actually want to go and be really sociable tonight and have a really good time with my friends at a club. And I hate dancing. So I need to have a bit of alcohol and I need to like <laughs> loosen up a bit. So you know for funny, me, though? it's that kind of thing. It's like going out to a club. If I know I have, a really big social event that, you know, I just I just have to go and obviously I want to go and I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna forget about everything and just enjoy myself and forget about it. So that's kind of the main reason why so I involved when you're so, so socialising. You you wouldn't normally make like a link with like stress or anxiety or anything like that that uh, would make you maybe eat something that you wouldn't normally eat. Yeah, sometimes. Like a bowl of cereal. I do like to like if I'm working, I do like to graze. Graze, you yeah. Graze so I've got like nuts. Like I've basically just like I think they're all around us at the moment. So I've got nuts everywhere, but I literally can just eat nuts like yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah, I can just so keep going, it's and it's it's horrible because yeah, it's it you know. But that's actually one of the things that I find the the hardest because it's the moderation and trying to like stop myself from from just eating a whole bag of nuts while I'm working or while I'm studying or whatever. Yeah, it's it's cutting down on the grazing is definitely something that needs to happen. For me, it's um, if I fall off routine. So, um, for example, I'm very strict with um, what time I eat. And my meals are so satisfying that I don't really feel the urge to snack. Mm -hmm. But on Friday, um, standard to go out for drinks after work. So I won't necessarily have dinner. And that's when I go mm. crazy because um, I'll have a drink and then I get hungry because I haven't had my proper dinner. I'll buy some nuts. Then on the way home, I might pick up something a bit naughty. So it's the whole fact that I haven't um, or I've, I've not stuck to my routine. Yeah. And that's what causes me to go off the rails. That's a really good point, actually, because um, you work at Canary Wharf, yep. which is um, I was actually there Thursday evening and gosh, the whole of Canary Wharf seems to empty out of an office into the pub. Yeah. They were, like, spilling out. Everywhere was packed. And I thought, God, I don't work in an office, but it must be quite hard if everyone was going to the pub tonight. I would find it really hard to say no. Like, yeah. you know, I can imagine we, we, that we are, pressure. We, we are going to the pub, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I, you know, but that's it, like, every Friday. That, that yeah, is, I can't speak yeah. that back to me, and I'm often, like... You know, you don't have to do these things. You don't have to go these places. But actually, you know, it looked like it was a great atmosphere. It was a beautiful day. It was very sunny. Yeah. And really, yeah. really interesting point there, Karis. Um, and when you say you don't have to go there, initially I was excluding myself because I was like, I'm not going to put myself in that environment where I will want to have a drink. Yeah. Um, but actually, I really changed that. And I do go now, but I'll have, for example, a bottle of water. Yeah. And I'm absolutely fine with it because I know Friday night I'll have my drink, but if we go out for drinks on a Wednesday or Thursday, I'll just have a bottle of water and it's absolutely fine. So in that way, I'm not excluding myself from being there socially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just, just controlling myself and I, I feel good actually that, wow, the willpower. So it seems like it's more like, like the social situation that is more of a That's kind, the of, word, that yeah. kind of throws yeah. you a little bit. I think it tends to be because everybody just likes to see people that lose yeah, you know like you want to yeah, see your totally. friends like not not be strict on themselves too much and I think that that's also things that all my friends will be like oh come on I just had this because they know that I'm quite strict with myself and I I don't I don't count it as a bad thing but I think that it does it means that you almost need to like separate yourself from them a little bit every now yeah, and yeah, then yeah. because it does uh, you know maybe come too much or you know you're, you're kind of falling off wagon all the time because you're but you're I always think though like because, like, in a social situation, like, I mean, I'm totally the same. Like, if we go out and I'm like, oh, actually, I do fancy a few drinks and whatnot. Mm. And, and more often than not, I do. 
But what we always say, don't we, is it's normally the aftermath of like a, a night's drinking that causes most problems. Don't get me wrong, excessive alcohol consumption is ain't going to do you any favours for sure. But it's normally that, you know, when you're drunk, you know, what you might eat on the way home, <laughs> what you then eat yeah. when you're hungover, yeah. then you think, well, sorry, I might as well start Monday. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you know, a night of drinking has turned into three days of madness. Yeah. And yeah. next thing you know, you start Monday and you feel absolutely horrendous. And it's back to square one, yeah. so to speak. And that's, but again, we're talking about control, right? Whereas so if you control your meals so that, again, like... For me, if I've come home drunk and I've got scotch egg in the fridge, it's like heaven on earth. It's, <laughs> it's like the most amazing feeling in the world. And I'd much rather eat that than like a yeah. greasy kebab or, or whatever mm. it may be. And I've got my fats, I've got my protein, you know, but I've got some nutrients present as well. There you go. Some, um, Matt's hangover cures right we, there. When we, we had some friends that went to a wedding recently and they've kind of adapted all of this off of us. And they said that at the <clears> wedding they were giving out like pasties and they were like, no, no we're not going to have those because, you know, we're, we're paleo now. And they ended up going back to their room and eating almond butter out of a jar with a spoon. <laughs> they said it was the best thing because they actually woke up with no hangover. No way. Wow. Almond butter is the cure to oh. we, we should, uh, <laughs> yeah, we should get a study going on. Can you imagine? Best hangover cure. Right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up right. because we've been chatting for a good chunk of time now. Plus, I am starving. <laughs> um so guys, a bit different this this time round. A bit of a, a round table discussion on you know paleo habits, food prep, and just a few little nuggets of information. Um, so yeah, thank you guys. Much appreciate you coming round and spending your time with us. That's you know. Thanks you, for having thanks us. Thanks for you can respond now. Yeah. <laughs> that was interesting yeah. enough. So guys, um, if you found any of them boring, just <laughs> just message us. We'll make sure we don't get them on the show again, um, unless it was me, of course. Don't say that. Um, guys, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you over in episode number twenty. Bye. 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 Bye.